Welcome to You Still, a podcast hosted by me, Ella Delancey-Jones. We talk about motherhood, the absolute elation and the surprises, as well as attempting to bridge the gap between who we were before we had our children and who we are now. Don't forget to follow at You Still Podcast on Instagram and Twitter so you don't miss a thing. It's lovely to have you here. and welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited about this episode. I hope you enjoy it. It's probably one of the easiest episodes I've ever had to edit. It didn't take me any time at all. The conversation with this guest just flowed and it's kind of got me really excited for the future as well to talk to other real mums and get their take on things, their experiences and how how everything works for them. As I said in the last episode, I just really want to make sure that I'm including a wide range of lived experiences so that everyone can feel seen, everyone can feel included and everyone can think, oh, it's not just me. I hope everyone's had a good week. I've been really, really busy and I feel like I've had less time than I usually have just to kind of decompress because Polly's now dropped down to one nap officially which has changed the ball game completely when we had our two nap schedule everything was was like drill sergeant everything was in a line I knew exactly when everything was going to happen and we were on that schedule for months so her going down to one nap has really put the spanner in the works for me and I'm just still playing around to see what works it changes every single day but I know like anything else it's just a matter of time right and we will get there in the end but yeah so with the podcast and my work and with Polly and just kind of trying to keep all my plates spinning I felt quite frazzled and yeah I'm just kind of hoping for maybe a little bit more of a calm entrance into spring and just hopefully things will become that little bit easier but I hope you are feeling a little bit less frazzled than I am and I hope you really enjoyed the episode I really enjoyed making it and I'll catch you in the next one I want to introduce our next guest Sophie Price works in PR for a children's charity hello hello welcome to you still hello hello thank you so much for having me no problem it's really interesting actually I think quite a few of the people I've had on this series have been people that I've literally just met through social media, yeah. so it's the power of social. Yeah. We met through Instagram, didn't we? Yeah, I think, do you know what? I think I read one of your articles on mm. Stylist. I think it was online or something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go and follow her on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I actually think it was around the time that you were pregnant. Yes. Actually, I remember because you've got, so Sophie's got one son. Remind me how old he is? Albert. So he's 18 months now. Yeah, yeah, 18 months, yeah. It's gone so quick, so oh, quick. Oh, hasn't it, hasn't it? So he's a few months older than Polly, so as at the time of recording, Polly is just 14 months, he's four yeah. months older. So I guess that you you must have announced that you were pregnant just about a month before I got pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like that, because then I saw on your Instagram, I was like, oh, she's pregnant too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I remember actually... Uh, we'll come on to it a bit later, but I remember I think the reason why we started talking was because you had done, was it an ad or something for the prep machine, for the Tommy Tippy oh, prep God. machine? Yes. Yes, and I did. The amount yeah. of everyone was going, wow, it looks amazing. And I was looking into it because at the time I, I didn't know how I was going to feed my child. Yeah. And I thought, God, what a great idea. 
so I looked at the comments and as you do and there was I think there was just a couple of people that were like uh hasn't even been born yet you're not even gonna bother to breastfeed and it's like I know I know I know I just think some people I mean I was I was quite I'm trying to think I was like six months pregnant then I think something like that and you know when you've got all your hormones going on and you think oh yeah I I, I plan to get the prep machine for Albert anyway always did and then when I started working with Tommy TP, I was like yeah great perfect love it and then done the ad and yeah it just I've got a mountain of abuse for it <laughs> basically in the as well yeah I've got dms I've got dms from women saying oh you know you're going to be a really bad mom it all came I think because some other girl she got in touch with me and she's like oh there's this group that's been set up and it was about I think it was about like breastfeeding or something like that and basically they're talking about you on it so all the abuse was stemming from this Facebook group and then coming over to my Instagram so I mean that's the one sort of sort of I don't know if it mum shaming bit that I've actually had apart from that I haven't really had anything but yeah I remember at the time I was getting really upset and I was like oh my god what have I done I can imagine I can imagine because like I don't get that much, but sometimes I'll put some... I remember one one thing, actually, I did do when I was pregnant. We just signed our new house contracts or something, so we went out for pizza, and Will yeah. took a picture of our pizzas, but I uploaded it to my Instagram, Yeah. and his pizza... It was, it was so ridiculous. His pizza had on, like, salami, deli meat, that kind of stuff, and mine was just cheese. Yeah. And because it looked like the picture was taken from my perspective, I must have had three or four messages were like, um, you're not supposed to be eating that deli meat. And I was oh, like, God. Please, please leave me alone. Oh. It just makes me feel guilty. Awful. But also for anyone who who doesn't know, so Sophie has got at the time of recording 101,000 followers on Instagram. So I guess that opens you up to just all this unsolicited. Ad- it well, does. Yeah. But I think in the same way, it's like you've got to be so conscious what you're putting out there I remember at the start when I had Albert I didn't really put him on Instagram much whereas now where my confidence has grown with him I do share more of him but I think at the time where you're like you're a new mom you know there's sort of it just feels pressure so I didn't really tend to put much of him up but now I'm like yeah whatever yeah no I think and I think that's totally your decision I think there's a lot to be said about sharing your kids online and how much I mean that's a whole nother conversation yeah I think you know you were I remember you were really really careful not sharing his face I did but then I've got a much smaller audience and then also my profile is completely private so I think it's you just have to choose what what's right for you yeah yeah yeah, and I do. Some days I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to share much today. And then other days I'm like, oh, he's lovely. I'm sharing him. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> he's absolutely beautiful. I remember the first time I actually saw his face, and I was like, oh, he's got these lovely blonde curls. He's so gorgeous. Oh, I love the hair. That comes from my mum. My mum's got really curly hair, and he's yeah. just, oh, I love it. So cute. Oh, I love it. So where, so how did you actually find your pregnancy? So from the moment you found out up to, you know, oh. birth, like, how did you find the whole experience? I Like the first three months was sort of like, you know, when it comes in waves of like the sickness, mm-hmm. like because I work full time as well. So it's having to juggle sort of 
obviously work and then when you feel ill and it's that then messaging your team being like I'm really sorry I don't feel well (laughs) just give me like half an hour and I'll come back onto a meeting or whatever but the first three months I found a bit of a struggle and then after that you sort of get into get into yourself a bit more like Mm -hmm. you know your body's changing and you just accept it a bit more the last three months though I found horrendous horrendous I could barely walk (laughs) um I was just I was tired all the time and I got to that point where you like I was very much I'm not doing that I'm only doing what I want to do if I don't want to go out the house I'm not going out the house if I don't want to go for a walk I'm not going for a walk a week before I had Albert because he came on his due date which I was yeah it's quite lucky and I remember a week before I said some sent to like my mum and that I was like Oh, I don't want to have a baby shower, but I'd like to have some just people round for like a cup of tea and whatever. So anyway, we had some people round and I just found it so overwhelming and I was so tired and I just went in my bedroom and cried. Oh, <laughs> and like my mum and my sister came in and my sister's like, Oh, do you um do you want me to tell them to leave? I was like, Yes, please. <laughs> I'm just so tired. <laughs> um, oh, but God. yeah, just oh God. Oh, what about you? How did you find the last three months? Um, So it's a little bit different for me. The first three months were the same. It was so overwhelming. I think physically I was quite okay. I didn't really have much sickness, but I had a lot of food aversions, which I just couldn't eat. So it made me feel really, really weak, really tired. So I'd just be on the sofa eating a bit of toast like, ah. Oh, yeah. And then my body didn't change for ages because obviously I wasn't eating. So where I'm, where you might be starting to put on weight I was losing weight which was horrible um after the first three months body started changing got into the stride I loved being pregnant the bum arrived I was like like mother earth I actually felt quite more confident than what I did when I wasn't pregnant do you know what I mean like especially especially like with fashion and stuff like that I loved all the maternity clothes still got my maternity jeans that I still wear I'm not gonna lie I love them I'm still, I'm literally right this second wearing pants. I wore for postpartum. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I loved it. And I, I was the same with you with fashion. I felt like a bit bolder with stuff. Yeah. And where I've been self-critical, especially about my stomach before, I was loving it. I was absolutely loving it. But then with, because Polly was, was born quite small, right? So, yeah. so the last bit of the pregnancy was quite stressful. Yeah. I kind of wish that I'd, because in my head I'd had it, the way you had it and and how you envision it so you go up to your due date and then you're kind of just waiting for the baby to arrive where I was induced but to be honest even though she was a small baby she was four pound ten I even the end of that and I was only 37 weeks when she was born getting out of bed going to the toilet all the time yeah the pelvic pain oh Oh, yeah the pelvic pain was the worst and used to get I used to get a lot sharp pain one side of my belly and my friend she works on a midwife ward and I was constantly texting her and calling her and being like is this normal Um, is this right is that what I'm meant to be doing (laughs) like yes it's fine it's normal but oh yeah the pain the back pain as well my back I had an epidural with Albert and my back still is hasn't been the same since really yeah and I what, found the, because of the pregnancy or because of the epidural epidural I found it horrendous it was so painful which when I talk to other women that have had it they're like no I didn't find it painful and I'm like the actual needle going in I was screaming 
it was horrendous oh. and like it makes me think oh if I have another one would I actually have an epidural I mean when you're in the moment and you're in pain I'll probably be like yes give me all the drugs yeah. but yeah so my friend had something similar I can't remember exactly what she's had but she's been to like a Cairo and everything because of the epidural pain but I didn't experience that but yeah mm. you're right like I'm not sure if we're gonna have another one but if I do I because I quite want that experience of pushing and being able to feel it but actually mm. in the moment because I've been I know, when you're in that moment and you've got that I remember so I went into labor on the Friday night and I was literally in bed and I was watching Shameless <laughs> and uh, I sort of like towards in I don't know about you but like where I was so heavy I'd sort of get a bit like feel like you wake yourself a bit yeah 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 and yeah so like every so often I'd sort of on that that night, he when he was due, I'd, I'd sort of be sitting there thinking, oh my God, I feel like I've wet myself. So I'd go to the loo, come back, and then I'd lie down again, watch a bit of TV, and I'd be like, oh my God, I've wet myself again. <laughs> so I put a pad in, because you know you think, oh, just in case. Yeah. Anyway, I called Harry, and he was in the front room, like playing PlayStation or whatever it was. And I was like, Harry, can you come here, please? And he, he was like, what's wrong? I was like, I think I've wet myself. And I stood up, and it just sort of went... <laughs> And he was like, no, you haven't wet yourself. We're going up the hospital. And he was panicking like anything. And I was like, Harry, don't worry. It'd be fine. We've got ages. Got up the hospital. And then basically Albert had pooed inside me. Oh, no. So I, so luckily I put a pad in because the it shows like green, the water. It, yeah. yeah. So I showed the midwife and she was like, right, let's go around. We're going to put you on a drip and like try and induce you. And we'll give you an epidural and all that. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fine. So this was at nine, we got to hospital. And then the following morning at eight, they came in to me and they were like, look, you can either keep pushing or you might have to have an emergency cesarean. Okay. And I was like, right, okay. Because they were c- concerned about the, like the poo in, like with Albert and everything. So oh, I remember the midwife, she'd done like, you know where they check you yeah. to see how far I dilate. And I'll never forget, it was the most painful thing. And at that moment, I was like, no, I'll just have Sarah just do it. I was so tired as well. And you get to that point. For it. Yeah. It did for me. Yeah. So painful. Yeah, so painful. And then, yeah, I was like, I'll just have Sarah and let's just do it. Get it done. I get to that point where you're so tired. And I was like, I just want it done. I want it over with. So, and yeah. Then the next day I was out. I think I only stayed in one night. Did you have a C-section then? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I was in quite in and out quite quickly, to be honest. Like I remember being in the hospital bed and uh, the nurse came in and was like, Oh, right. Um, you know, you need to we need to see you walking. And I looked at her and I was like, No chance. I'm sorry, like I that you've got no chance I'm getting out of this bed right now. Anyway, and then a few hours sort of went by and she and I was saying to Harry, because it was so hot and it was in the summer as well. And, you know, when you've got all the other mums and all the babies on the wards, and I was so conscious of being around other people. And I said, Harry, I need to go home. I need to get home. And the nurse sort of came over and was like, look, you can't go home unless we see that you can walk to the toilet. So I was like, right, I'm getting out of this bed. And, oh, my God, the pain. Anyway, we made it home. And, like, I remember in the taxi on the way home, I was like saying to the guy, please just drive really slowly around the bends. It was oh. just like, oh, it's awful. And then, yeah, came home and that was it. I can't imagine it, honestly. It was an option 
at one point because Polly was so small to have a C-section. Yeah. I made my peace with it in the sense of because I really wanted to go into labour and experience what labour was like. Yeah. But obviously, to, for her safety, a cesarean would have been absolutely fine. Yeah. But I think some people that aren't clued up on it think that it's quite an easy. easy thing. It's like, not. Just, oh, just going, the recovery. My, my friend had one and she said that it was just so horrendous, the recovery. Yeah. It's so painful. And literally, like, you lose your stomach muscles because it's all cut through right to the bottom, isn't it? So you get home and you're like, I can't move. Like, and I remember I was so pl- Like, Harry had two weeks off work before he had to go back. And I remember getting to that point where I was starting to panic towards the end of his maternity leave because I was thinking, oh, my God, I've got to do this all on my own without it. <laughs> how, how did you find the newborn stage, especially with a cesarean? Well, I'll be honest with you. I was sort of, like, when Harry went back to work, because obviously, like, my family lived down in Sussex and I'm the only one in London. So I pretty much had to get on with it on my own a lot, especially if Harry, Harry was at work. So I was sort of not left to my own devices with Albert, but, you know, when you're like, right, come on, that's it. It's just mm-hmm. me and him, got to get on with it. Which, in a way, looking back now, I'm quite pleased because it made me sort of learn learn him quicker and him adapt to me. And Do you know what I mean? And like, I remember because I quite obviously like I go down to Sussex quite regularly to see my mum and dad. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I've got to drive down on the M25 with this newborn baby on my own and like just panicking. And I remember just to build my confidence up with him in the car, I'd literally drive to, the, to our local park just to build my confidence up in the car with him. And now I look and I think, right, get him in the car, let's go. Do you know what I mean? I don't think about it. But at the time, you like think about all these little things. And I remember like going into like a shop and just like really panicking if he'd start crying. And I'd be thinking, oh, my God, everyone's looking at me, da-da-da. And I remember once I went for a walk around where I lived. I think Albert must have been about eight weeks old. And I was pushing the bug in. I was like going really slowly because he'd been up, I think, every hour the night before. And, you know, and you're like, I just need to get outside, get some air, and then I can, you know, just get my shit together. Anyway, and I was walking with him and this woman came up with her. She had a 10-month-old and she was like, oh, how are you? Are you okay? And I just remember looking at her going, no, I'm so tired. Oh. <laughs> I remember crying. And then she started crying as well. She was like, oh, I remember what it felt like, but don't worry. This this stage will pass. And even now I've got like a little WhatsApp group with a few through the girls like from school. And I'll be honest, at least once a month now, one of us is crying down a WhatsApp voice note going, oh, I'm so tired or so-and-so's kept me awake or whatever. But we always sort of say to each other, you know, this time will pass. You'll look back and you'll think, oh, my God, how easy was that really? Do you know what I mean? And I find, like, compared to, like, the newborn stage compared to now with Albert, where he's communicating a lot better it is easier, I think, a little bit. But the only thing now is I'm having to deal with a lot of, like, the sickness bugs. Like, oh my God. like honestly, since September up till now, every week there's been something else and like you we've had a few nights in hospital as well with croup and it's just been one thing after another nursery bugs isn't it it's nightmare I remember people saying it to me and I was thinking well you know how bad can it be yeah and then I think she went to the nursery one day the first time she ever went that was a Friday by the Sunday she was ill and I was a bit like oh god yeah and then Monday 
she was really, really ill with really bad conjunctivitis. By Wednesday, we were in hospital. Yeah. And I was like, she's been once. Yeah. And then, and, and she obviously only goes once a week as well. And she's been probably ill back to back. Luckily, I mean, touch wood, but she's she, over Christmas, she's been all right. But you, it's just one thing after another. Yeah, honestly. And I, I remember like a few days before Christmas, because he's got this, you know, this winter virus thing that's going around, like okay. the cough. Yeah. No, oh, just a no. illness. I think it's just, it's like a cold and a cough. He hasn't got strep A, yeah. but he had a little virus just before Christmas. He's better now. He's still got a cough. But I remember a few days before Christmas, I took him down to, downstairs to the doctor and, and they were like, look, it's a virus. We can't really give you any antibiotics. It just, you know, you've got to wait for it to pass. Yeah. And I remember calling my friend and being like, oh, I'm so sick of him being ill all the time. Like, Because it makes you think, oh, my God, am I doing something wrong? But yeah. you're not. It's just like. Does he go off his food as well when he's. No, I'll be honest, he doesn't. He oh. still eats, which is good. And like, I still give him a bottle and everything. As I say, Polly only goes once a week. So I just think, I know because you work full time now, right? So he goes. Yeah. You go Albert's all... in five days a week. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, that's, but Polly going once a week, I'm like, well, I don't really have to do that. Am I, am I, is it horrible of me to be putting her in? If, yeah. like, am I making her ill because I'm putting her in nursery? Yeah. But you can't, I don't think you can think of it like that no not at all I mean like, I remember when my mum had me I was put in nursery from six weeks old because my mum mm. had, had, had to go back to work yeah. so I think it's sort of it's just like it's one of those things isn't it if you've got to go to work then you've got to have someone to look after little and exactly exactly and so is that your is that your childcare setup then when did he start nursery so albert started nursery when he was six months old he started off doing the three days a week because i was just building up myself to go back full time so mm. i'd sort of do three days here and then he'd go in three days and i'd have two days off he'd be with me and now yeah five days a week he's in now and then i work five days a week as well do you do completely full time? Like completely full time, nine to five. Yeah. How does that work with drop off and pick up? So, well, it all depends on because Harry does shifts with his work. So it might depend if he's doing a day shift or a night shift. So how it would normally work is I would sort of get Albert to nursery for like eight o'clock and then go home, do work. And then if I've got to do something in the evening, Harry might go and pick Albert up. Or if I haven't, I'll go and pick him up. So it's very much like that. And then if Harry's got to work night, sometimes it would be like me doing the pick up, drop off, and then the night shift. Because me and Harry do our, do the night shift with Albert. Or we alternate, alternate the days, the evening, sorry. Right. So Because sometimes he doesn't sleep through. So we sort of say, oh, tonight's your night. If he, if he wakes up, you go and do his bottle, you go and sort him out. So the other one can sleep. So we do that. But Oh, that's such a nice idea. Oh, honestly, it just, it, I think you need it for your just like for your mental health. <laughs> do you no. know what I mean? Just to have, just to know you're going to have a full night's sleep because the sleep is the worst. Sleep deprivation, horrendous. Oh, it really is. I mean, it's not so bad now because she luckily more often than not will sleep through. Yeah. But back in the days when she didn't, I just wish I could rip my boobs off and give them to Will because obviously I can't couldn't give her a bottle. She, did, she didn't have any. Yeah. So it was all on me. But do, do you still find like now, like, because I find a lot of it still even now is like 
on you as the mum. Like I know like I've got Harry and everything, but a lot of like the decisions, everything is you. Yeah, yeah. I, I would totally agree with that. So obviously not to like bitch out bitch out our men. <laughs> not, like I think they're both quite hands on, aren't they? Yeah, and, yeah. But I would agree and I don't think it's just us. I think for a lot of women it's like the a lot of the emotional labour and a yeah. lot of like, as you say, decision making, what they're gonna wear. Yeah. Oh, are oh, we going out? We need to pack a lunch. Yeah. What are they going to eat for this week? That kind of yeah. stuff all falls to you. So then, when you've got that on top of work, your social life, actually having a shower, yeah. like it's it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest, a lot for me personally, it's a lot of control for me. I quite like knowing what's exactly what's going to be happening so do I I love routine I love structure with my day and I'm very much if something doesn't go right or something interrupts the day I can't bear it I hate it yeah I I totally agree even even when it comes with her naps and if her nap if I've got yesterday we're going to a soft play and we're supposed to be there at half 12 so and it would it would have worked out perfectly with a nap but then she just decided she wasn't going to nap so then it threw off the day and I was like oh my god but now she's not going to have slept when we go to soft play and when we go yeah, home yeah. and I was just like forgot and obviously babies aren't robots so you, for my personality I've had to really adapt yeah. and kind of let things go with the flow and I've got a couple of friends who are a lot better at that yeah see I, I still struggle with the whole go with the flow do, and I'm like where's this bottle where's this why haven't you done that do, 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 do that that's what I'm quite like that and I think that's changing as well with how, how they're getting older. Because obviously when they were little tiny potatoes, you would just get them dressed and you yeah. go out the house and you do X, Y, Z and whatever. But now they're getting their own personalities, right? Yeah, yeah. Like this morning I was saying to you before we started recording that Polly just was, it took me about 15 minutes to get her dressed today. And I think as they get older and they start to push boundaries and God forbid answer back, that's going <laughs> to like... <laughs> That's going to be a real challenge for my personality. And I'm really intrigued to know how I'm going to adapt with yeah. that. Yeah. Because, God, motherhood is has really tested me in terms it of... It does. It does. Especially, like, I have never been that mentally pushed than what I have with like, since having Albert. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I look at... Sometimes I, I look at, my, like, work and whatever, and I think that's easier. Yeah, it totally is though. Yeah. And I think I look I look back to so I'm I'm freelance now, obviously, and I and I kind of do the work I I want to do. But I remember when in my corporate job, which was PR, same as you. Yeah, I remember having really stressful days and thinking, coming home and having a glass of wine, thinking, God, that was such a hard day. Yeah. And then you know I don't know whether people think having kids is easier, especially maternity leave is like having time off. Yeah. But the mental challenge of it is insane like the mental impact of just also keeping someone else alive happy yeah but also just keeping yourself on like a good equilibrium even kill yeah god and just also something that I find hard to deal with is my social life whatsapp obviously I've got whatsapp sat in there for days it gets embarrassing I haven't replied no but do you know what I'm like that now and I just think I, I'll be honest with you, I'm one of those, I don't mind being on my own and having my own company. It doesn't bother me. So I, I don't need to see people all the time because yeah. I don't. So when I sort of had Albert and I was obviously, I'm in London on my own and like my lot are in Sussex. 
I just it didn't bother me loads. Did you join any like mum groups or no stuff? No, I remember you said you didn't. No, I mean I've been a lot of my friends have got kids, so we'd always sort of meet up for a coffee and but even that sometimes would be like once twice a week and that'd be enough for me and then I'd just plod along and do whatever I want yeah yeah I I would tend to agree with that I I think that especially being freelance I'm very used to being on my own yeah and I love being with Polly and I'm quite a homebody to be honest and sometimes when people invite me out and it's and whereas some people jump at the chance of like being out the house and being away from their kids for a bit Sometimes it's on the other side of London and I'm like, oh, yeah, really? <laughs> no, but I find as well, sometimes I make plans and then when they get cancelled, I'm like, yes, I can stay in. God. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah. It's not that I don't want to see people and I do and I love my friends, but yeah, yeah. Just especially when you've had a busy week and maybe the, the baby hasn't slept. Oh, or... yeah. 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 And that, cause that's another thing about the mental impact of it is that now you've got to do the work. Yeah. on sometimes zero sleep yeah like, don't you think though like I'll be honest since having Albert it's made me a lot more like no I'm not doing that yes I'm doing that I'm, I know what I enjoy more and what I want want to do and what yeah. I don't want to do and yeah. it's made me not more bullshier because I'm, I'm not bullshy but a bit more upfront. yes yeah definitely I would agree and because my friend Iman actually she when they were born I was still quite I would never describe myself as shy or meek, but she is very much forthright. And she will mm. say, if someone like knocks the pram, she'll be like, excuse me. Yeah. Whereas I'd be like, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd end up apologising. Like, sorry, what are you talking about? <laughs> they did that. Yeah. But yeah, over time, and as she's got more, yeah, as I've grown in confidence as a mum, things like when people sort of reach out and touch her in the supermarket, I'm like, oh, don't touch her, please. Yeah. But but in terms of social stuff, yeah, I I just don't do stuff that I don't want to do yeah. very much. Also, I'm just not very much not there for pandering and spending time with people that don't give the same energy. Whereas yeah. before, I'm quite, I was quite a people pleaser and quite oh, I just really want everyone to like me and I want to be everything to everyone. I always want to be friends with everyone 100 percent of the time. Yeah. Now I'm just a bit like, do you know what? Can't be asked. I haven't got time for what. Yeah. yeah, I can't be asked because what? What's the? What I'm? Why am I spending effort and time that I haven't got putting it into things that I'm not getting anything out of? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, because at the moment, Polly is my is my life. My little family is my life, and that's the most important, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Obviously, you're working full time. Albert's yep. in nursery, but you've got your evenings and weekends with him. Mm-hmm. How do you find time? What do you do just to be yourself? I know you said you like, you quite enjoy spending time on your own, but like, what yeah, to- I'll be honest. I just go for a walk. I love walking. I love the countryside. I love being outside. Just with a coffee, I can do it like on my own easily. Just drive off out to the sticks. Yeah, and then go to go for a walk. I love it. Do quite a lot of cooking as well, don't you? I do quite. Yeah, I do quite a bit of cooking as well, which I like. But yeah, I'd say mostly the walking. To be honest, I just find like as soon as I get out of London, you know, like when you're in your car, you just feel your shoulders drop. Yeah, and it's like right. Yeah, I can have a bit of Sophie time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 
I'd say, yeah, definitely walking. And I must admit, like, I like driving around, like, little villages as well and having a look at all the houses and, like, all the property. I love doing that. And that came from probably, like, during COVID, during the pandemic, my mum was so nervous about sort of going back outside because she's got a lung condition. Mm. So she was really sort of nervous about going back outside. And I was like, mum, look, why don't you just get in the car with me? We'll get a drive through coffee and we're just going around the countryside just to yeah. get her out the house yeah. and it sort of stemmed a lot from that as well like going out to the sticks more and I, I'm like I remember when I was younger sort of my mum I've I'm lived in living I'm from Brighton but my mum and dad used to sort of buy and sell properties around like little villages on the outskirts so we were always sort of village hopping if you like and I remember at the time hating it and being like oh, no, I just want to be in the town. I want to go out with my like friends. I don't want to be out in the countryside today. And now, like, when I get stressed, I'm like, I'm going out to the countryside for a walk. <laughs> That's it. And I remember as well, like, even in one of my old jobs, I got to the point where I absolutely hated it. Like, mm. I'd be that girl on the tube crying to work. I'd absolutely hate it. And when I eventually left that job, I was like, right, what am I going to do that makes me happy? And I was like, right, I'm going to go out to the countryside, go for my walks, because that's what I love doing. And mm. it's like, it's such a simple mm. thing to do. But so, yeah, it stems a lot from that, just getting outside, really. Oh, I love that. And also, I, I would agree with the car as well. I remember when Polly was newborn and be going on a long journey I would like say to Will oh should we go to like Reading Morrison's because it's about half an hour drive yeah. rather than our local because I just knew that I could just sit in the front seat while he yeah. drove Polly would literally fall asleep in two minutes back then in the car and yeah, I could yeah. just do nothing and just oh feel whew, mm. a bit of peace yeah not exactly anything, not have to parent not have to worry about anything so yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely so Albert is 18 months old now 18 months now yeah yeah. so he's two this year I know I know it's really bad I've already started thinking about his birthday (laughs) what am I gonna do for it (laughs) was he really spoiled at Christmas or yeah yeah I mean to be honest at Christmas I still I'm at that stage with him but they don't really know what it what it is Mm. so Mm. I think next year would be like the big like elf on the shelf sort of year but this year we just sort of like done the presents and the tree and that was pretty much it. But yeah, next year would be like the big one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've already started looking on Pinterest for his birthday ideas. <laughs> sad, oh, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not sad. I love it. I had a bloody spreadsheet for Polly's. I was like, right, this cost £2.50. But what, what are you, you going to have a party for him then? Probably. I, I mean, he's really, he for his first birthday, we done like a little Nemo themed birthday because he was really into Nemo. Like if I put it on the TV, you just sit there and watch the whole film. I mean, it was great if I needed to tidy up or whatever. But mm. now he's sort of coming out of that phase and he's into like Toy Story. So I'm thinking maybe Toy Story themed. I don't know. Love that. All the classics. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I love it. I love it. Moana he's into as well brilliant yeah one as well she's not quite there yet she'll kind of like if I put on CBB she'll kind of especially if it's Mr Tumble she'll kind of have a look but not long enough for me to do anything of use but yeah maybe one day maybe one day I wanted I wanted to watch all the Disney films because that's what I grew up with 
Yeah, I did. I remember watching The Little Mermaid on loop. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, rewind it. Yeah, yeah, Not exactly. <laughs> and Sleeping Beauty. Classics. Yeah, yeah. Classics. Uh, so thank you so much for being a guest on You Still. Really appreciate you coming on. It's been really fun. I've actually really enjoyed it, having my little cup of tea. I know, me too. I love it. Got my latte. Yeah. What are you doing for the rest of the day? Uh, we are we're actually going to go out for a walk. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to go out for a walk, come back, and then I need to tidy up the flat because, you know, like during Christmas where you just think, oh, fuck it, just like, yeah. let it go to shit. <laughs> and totally. then, then I need to tidy it up. So I need to do that, basically. Yeah, need to get on top of things. And then just Harry's going to cook dinner. So nice dinner. Oh, I love it. We'll have a really, really lovely time. And for everyone listening, you can follow Sophie on Instagram. Her handle is at Sophie underscore pricey. Yeah, give her a follow. It's really, really interesting. You can watch her village hopping and you do quite a lot of fashion stuff as well, which I really appreciate. Yeah, I've started to get into a bit more fashion stuff. It's just building up my confidence, I think. Yeah. I'm not dipping into other bits because there's some like girls on Instagram that I follow and I think, really love their content mm-hmm. love how they'll film it and everything and I think oh I'd like to try a bit of that so I'm sort of dipping my toes in like little bits slowly yeah yeah, yeah. well it's, it's all it's already looking good so you're already <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you so much and I'll speak to you well on Instagram probably yeah yeah cool cool lovely <laughs> see you then see ya bye Thank you for joining me for this episode of You Still. You can join the community and keep up to date with all new episodes by following at You Still Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to get in touch to tell me how I'm doing, suggest new guests, or let me know which topics you'd like me to cover, email youstillpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you.